0: You can start off with a prayer.
1: This meeting is being recorded.
0: Om Sahnavavatu Sahnaubhunatu Sahaviryam Karavavahai Tejasvinavaditamastumavitvishavahai Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. So, good morning, good evening. Welcome. Uh, Morning, I did some uh, quick notes about, uh, you know, how we can summarize uh, the 3.20 to 3.28 so that we can, you know, bring everybody into context. So I will try to summarize that in my own words, not not necessarily how we discussed. So uh, let let me go maybe a couple of minutes and then we can uh, uh, get get back to our discussion from 329 to 336. So uh, in 3.20, Krishna gives the example of uh, Janaka. And he says that uh, Janaka is a leader and influencer. And uh, basically, you know he achieves uh, you know uh, whatever self realization whatever um, through karma alone that's what he states in that particular thing and then most important message in that is that he says that uh, janaka being a king continues to do the work the karma yoga and the reason he states in the next uh, uh, next uh, next to shloka is that the followers uh, follow the leader and, uh, uh, and 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 they set an example. The leaders set an example. So effectively, you know, he's kind of you know, telling each one of us within our own circle of influence, we are the leaders, and we got to do our work as in karma yoga because we are setting examples. It could be our children, it could be whoever that we influence with. And uh, then he goes on and states his own example, saying that you know he. Uh, He's, he, he does not have any work to do, but he still continues to do the work. So basically indicating that, even a man of self-realization will have to do the work as long as they are in this world. Whatever that work, we will, we will probably get to that a little later. Um, then uh, he talks about, uh, you know, uh, the danger of people uh, uh, following a man of self-realization, like Krishna, for example, if, he stops working, he thinks that, you know, people will continue following the leader uh, as if, you know, they also don't need to work and which is the wrong thing to do. Um, then I think in the, in the ill effects of uh, such kind of a follow, you know, if people follow a wrong example, he talks about some of the ill effects and there he talks about, you know, one thing which is the uh, admixture of castes. He talks about it and he says the entire humanity will be ruined. And I think the way that I interpreted that is that you know people's uh, uh, innate characteristics will kind of get over. Uh, I would say uh, influenced by not you know by other things that they will start doing things which is not their own innate character. That's how I interpreted that. It's not necessarily managed between two castes, as in the way that it's implemented in India today. Uh, then he goes on to say how. Two types of people work in this world. One, two buckets, basically. One bucket is the ignorant bucket. One bucket is a wise people bucket. The ignorant people bucket, he says, that are attached to action. So they expect something, they have a desire, uh, they have expectation of certain results from the particular action, and they are solely attached to them, to that action. And the wise people bucket are, uh, are the, those set of individuals who are unattached to the work, what they do, and... Uh, uh, doing the work for the welfare, larger welfare of the people. That's how he segregates the two types of bucket. You know, it's up to us to figure out which bucket we fall under uh, in terms of uh, uh, our karma yoga, our our attitude towards work too. Okay. Um, Then he goes on to give some advice to to the people who who are on the uh, unattached, the wise bucket, saying that uh, do not convince others who are in the ignorant bucket, but, you know, Gently goad them and make them devoted to work. Basically, he's saying that, you know, do not convince them uh, about anything. Let them continue what they are doing, but gently coax them towards devoting themselves to the work, what they're doing, devoting themselves to the work. Uh, then he goes on, I think, 3.28, uh, uh, 28 and, 27 and 28 is what, uh, you know, we said that we'll cover today. But since we covered that uh, very briefly in the last... Uh, the last last uh, uh, satsang I'm kind of uh, summarizing that here. So the twenty seven and twenty eight basically says that uh, the gunas in, in our Prakriti, in our nature, in, in the in the uh, the nature, uh, basically they act they act on each other, and uh, there is suddenly a delusion that has occurred in certain certain type of people saying that I am acting on it and that therefore I own it. So that that delusion is what he calls it as ego, okay? which thinks that it is the doer. And that ego, if you start analyzing it, probably it does not exist, but it still exists. So uh, that's how the ego is born for us. And then the 3.28 says that there is two types of interplay, kind of a 360 degree relationship between two entities one entity known as the thoughts in the mind, which uh, crave for objects in the external world. And then there is another uh, relationship which goes back from the objects in the mind, which influence the thoughts in our mind. So it's between, it's like a 360 degree loop, you know, there's an object, it creates a thought, the thought reinforces and goes on and envelops the particular object. And people are not able to get out of this particular loop because it's actually, uh, the thoughts themselves are, are based on the gunas. What we have, the objects themselves are based on the gunas. Uh, 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 what what the na- what the nature has. So it's an interplay of these gunas. But people don't realize that it's the that they are not what this interplay of gunas is, and that's where the problem happens, and that's where the ego starts developing. So that's what I summarized uh, from the previous sec- previous thing. Please add if there's anything that we need to do, and then we can continue from. Uh, 3.27 to 3.38 till Arjuna asked that question. What exactly motivates a person to commit a sin? Thank you. Uday, over to you.
2: Oh, no, good summary. The only thing uh, I, I kind of uh, the question I have is. The last part you said, the objects and uh, objects leading to thoughts. I thought it was the desire, right? Uh, ignorance causes a desire, and the desire is what uh, uh, leads to thoughts, and thoughts lead to action. Is the sequence I remember that's what I was just uh, uh, checking. But yeah, you're right, gunas as senses move amidst gunas as objects, okay.
0: You know, I'm reminded of uh, this uh, uh, this thing that I posted in uh, in the Ramayana Ready group. Basically, uh, uh, I don't know if, if some of you have uh, read that, and maybe Alpana, you you logged out of the particular group uh, when I posted that. So um, somebody had mentioned this uh, in, in somewhere, and uh, I think Shashank wrote about it, and then you know we we discussed it a little. So basically, it says that uh, you know. Uh, if you if you if you analyze the entire story of Ramayana in 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 this way, okay, uh, Rama is is the self, the Atman, and then uh, uh, Sita is the mind, the emotional mind, then Lakshmana is the sense organs, okay, and then Ravana is the ego. So when the mind starts desiring golden tear, the objects outside, then it asks the sense organs to go and get it. It asked Sita asked Lakshmana to go and get it and when Lakshmana went in search of the sense objects the mind and the the mind was basically stolen from its uh, uh, its uh, real uh, you know uh, protector which is the Atma by the ego. Once the ego uh, takes over the mind and runs away with the mind then the Atma is totally lost then it has to go and find the mind back again and basically align the mind back to the back to itself. That's the story of Ramayana. Interesting.
1: <clears throat> so if I can uh, just on 27 and 28, I mean, I did spend longer to try and get to try and understand it. And it felt like, I mean, you know, essentially um, uh, Krishna is really talking about in 27 about who is an Adhyani. And he refers to the Agyani as Ahankara, atma And then who's Adhyani, who's I think in 28. And uh, sort of, you know, kind of basic sort of Gita 101, in a way, uh, sort of summarizing the whole concept of, of uh, you know, who am I? And so essentially the difference between the big I and the small I, effectively, the Ankara and the Atma. And uh, I think where I, I mean, I think, I think I kind of got most of it, but where I kind of was struggling, and Alpna, this is for you, <clears throat> I know you based your, your sort of 30 minutes on these two, on these two uh, shlokas and uh, you know you kind of went a lot beyond that or is were you totally focused on these two shlokas because i think listening to your your summary uh, you know you talked about gunas and you talked about uh, you, you you kind of elaborated on it a lot more and so i was trying to see if it you know fully came out of 27 28 or was it embellished with sort of other ideas uh, and kind of I, I missed a few things i think so i just wanted to ask you is it, am I missing something or was that like something that you had extended beyond twenty seven, twenty eight?
3: I think I did extend it beyond that but I think uh, <clears> this <throat> is where the penny drop that you know, that phrase that they say so what those gunas are and how that interplay is happening and how you are not that so so I mean it did bring it together I think so um, so yeah it was more of these words. And, and just to add, I think a little bit more clarity since then, um, that we think when anything is moving, that is the consciousness, but actually rajas is part of the gunas. So any activity is also rajas. So in our mind, we think anything is conscious because it is moving. But if you notice, even, even if, even if an object is just sitting there, the atoms within it are moving the electrons within it are moving so there's a lot of activity going on even in the um insentient things so so i mean it, it is not answering your question Ajay, by the way but i was just saying that um that how this is so important that even to realize that what we think still about consciousness is not what it is we hmm. think anything which is moving is conscious no even that is rajas even that is not it so
1: yeah no no you i mean i don't know i, I never thought of consciousness because we always
3: take great. example of electricity so electricity is making the the apparatus run or whatever so we think it is still like a power but even that is actually rajas in reality even that is not what yeah, that's
1: the outcoming <laughs> coming of the of the example, actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're right. You're
3: right. Yeah. <clears throat> even if we if we take even a step back from that, then guna guneshu vartante becomes even more powerful. That even whatever activity that is happening is happening because of the gunas.
2: Yeah.
4: I may add in page two thirty nine. Right, I'm jumping to the uh, further ahead. That's the paragraph where I got a little bit, uh, uh, I, I read it a couple of times. He says in the fourth line, that the state of worklessness is itself the state of thoughtlessness, which indicates the condition of desirelessness. I mean, worklessness is thoughtlessness. That that part I don't understand. Because we said like, you can't be without thought. It. I mean, though... Though it is worklessness, but I mean, thought cannot be avoided, right? Even if you're worklessness, Mm. it was a little bit uh, confusing there for
2: me. The way I understood uh, it, um, the cycle starts with ignorance, right? Ignorance leads to desires, right? Once you have desires, they create thoughts okay and thoughts lead to actions okay so in this particular uh, instance where you're talking worklessness is actionlessness right work and action have been interchanged okay so now you try to track it back right if you are without workless uh, without work or without action it means there were no thoughts to cause the action, right? If there are no thoughts, it means you are in a desireless state, right? If you're in a desireless state, it means you have, you have, uh, what do you call, transgressed the ignorance or you have realized the truth. That is the connection, the way I understood it. It's more
4: specific to an action, like you can't have action without the thought. That's what it means.
2: You cannot have you, yeah. If if it is if there is no action, it means there is no thought because thoughts is what leads to action.
4: We sometimes say don't act without thinking. (laughs) We do that too.
2: That is our vasanas.
1: not doing an action also requires
4: thought what I was telling not doing any action also requires thought but I think it is the it is a not an exact corollary but if there was an action there has to be a thought that's what it just but
5: they also talk about doing action uh, without um, you know, a desire, yeah. right? Or without expectation of result,
6: identification,
2: yeah, right. That's it. that's karma yoga. That's the whole karma yoga concept. Yeah, right. right. Don't so, attach yourself to the outcome or um, mm-hmm. uh, the result. Yeah, but that, uh, but uh, yeah, you're right.
5: So then, there you know, in that sense, then I think we probably still need to discuss what worklessness really means
2: i think it right. is, that, uh, is that is uh, that is that cycle clear that the cycle i leads think to is clear desires, but the right ignorance the leads to desire desire
4: no problem correct right. it the, the. if you start from ignorance desires, thoughts and action it is clear but actionlessness that part is a little bit not clear
3: Actually, even between ignorance and desire, if you want to elaborate, so, so what happens is ignorance is there in the causal body, right? And then we have the, uh, the Vijnanamaya Kosh. So so when the pure consciousness is reflected on the Vijnanamaya Kosh, that is your intellect, then the then the consciousness takes the takes the um, what do you call it? guna of the vijnanakosh, so it thinks that it is the karta, and then the the avidya of the causal body that also actually reflects on the vijnanakosh, and that actually becomes the ahankar. So. So then in the vijanmaya Kosh, actually we become the Karta and the ahankar, those two things. So on basis of that, I think, uh, so, so what came first and last is a, is a different thing. But because we become the Karta and the ahankar, I am the doer. Whatever you do, leave impressions on your Vigyanamai kosha. Those impressions decide what you like and what you don't like. And that like and not liking leads to desire. So
2: but isn't a, like, isn't like,
1: like uh, driven by
3: your
2: sanskar uh,
1: by the by the I'm going to say gunas yeah. as opposed to ankar.
3: So gunas are the gunas are the building block of it, but it is the sanskar, it is the tendencies, it is the uh, it is the conditioning which is which has been there for millions of births that decide what you like what you don't like and based upon so, that like and dislike you have desires so how does
1: how does how, how do how do kind of gunas manifest themselves is it a consequence of uh, of, uh, your, uh, of your of yeah. your sort of uh,
3: so based you upon know, your tendency the ten- based upon your tendency the composition of the vijnanamaya Kosh, Will have some levels of gunas. How much of rajas? How much of tamas? How much of sattva. When you say ten, yeah. you are again referring back to sanskar, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's Just the sanskar, s- sanskar s- which leads to gunas. likes and dislikes. No, the sanskar themselves are formed of gunas.
1: Is the, isn't the other way around?
3: You no, know, gunas are the first. They are the DNA. Start
1: with gunas, okay. We start with gunas. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, so, Alpana, can you explain the difference between sanskar and uh, vasanas, please? You told me once. Actually, most sorry. people
3: use it interchangeably. Uh, vasanas okay. include both sanskar and desires also.
1: Nice. Okay, yeah. thanks. So question, sorry, before you go ahead. Can gunas change over time?
3: Yes. Yeah, of course. The conditioning. Yeah. you can change them. You can become more satvik, and that's the whole
1: spiritual the whole point.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, of course, of course. Sorry, yeah, silly question.
6: So, so one more point about uh, samskaras and uh, vasanas. So, one one way I've understood this is samskaras are more like um, um, the imprints themselves, and then vasanas are more like the channels that get formed because these imprints are getting reinforced, and then it creates channels right so the tendencies are formed from those imprints right so in that sense they're very close to yeah. each other i mean it can be used interchangeably because one is like the cause and the other is like the effect within that within that realm because the channel is formed by more and more reinforcement so the example used is colorado river cutting through uh, the, you know uh, the um, uh, in in grand canyon to create the canyon so the water slowly ground and created channels right and uh, over a period of time and that's what happens so these channels are the ones that are used um, uh, through which the thoughts come in to the mind so so the samskaras created those channels and through the channels we get thoughts thoughts result in actions right and then there is a cyclic effect of the samskaras getting formed again because the imprints getting formed again because of the likes and dislikes right
3: and and the reason i i brought this thing is because you have to intercept at the likes, dislike itself. And exactly. hence, it, it was exactly. important to explain. And that's that. where
6: the change can happen. The conditioning mm-hmm. can happen when, when that is intercepted and, and to intercept, you need awareness. So,
3: Because once it becomes a desire, it is very hard to stop it.
0: So going back to Shanta, your question, right? Um, how does worklessness uh, uh, sorry. How does worklessness means actionlessness and and in turn desirelessness? The reverse part, right? The way that I have understood this is, uh, you know, uh, I think there were two examples that I recall from somewhere when when I was uh, uh, when I was listening to some Swamiji. One, he says, then you think of it like a like a uh, uh, like a uh, you know think of think of a snake. Okay. Now, if, if it is a poisonous snake and let's say it bites. And then, then it has some effect, right? The person will die or whatever, right? But let's say that the poisonous snake has been defanged. Then even if it bites, it really does not, it, 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 there is some work, but nothing is happening. So effectively, worklessness means not necessarily the physical part of the work not being done. The physical part of the work will still continue to do, continue to happen. And when I say physical, I mean, at the body level, at the mind level as well, even the speech level. But if, if that, work has been defined of the desire in it, then it is worklessness.
6: Yeah. And to, to add to that Rajesh, in, in, when we perform work in that way, the imprints are not left behind, right? So there is more, the samskaras are not getting, um, uh, what, is, what you call that strengthened because right. the, yeah. the, the, the filter of desire was not there. And hence there were no imprints left behind in the mind. Which means that now you are the conditioning is happening, right? So it, there are no more samskaras getting added. Correct.
0: That and that brings me to my second example, which I remember having listened. That's of roasted peanuts. You know, peanuts look like peanuts, but once it is roasted, they can't sprout. Anymore. They can't sprout. So once you once you kind of defang the desires of the work, what we are doing, then even if we do whatever work that we need to do, okay then those things really don't germinate back again in, in the mind to create additional work that's that's exactly what it means by uh, worklessness uh, thoughtlessness desirelessness
3: so give an
4: example of a practical example of how we will do thoughtlessness worklessness
0: it it could be anything for example let's say that you know you uh, you you are uh, uh, let's say you, you you are at you are at your job and uh, you know let's say your goal is to uh, get something done okay and if, you're, if you if 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 your goal is only to get that thing done because there is a larger group that is going to if if your mindset is that you know i am going to get this done because my company is going to get benefited and of course in turn i will also be benefited and that's it right and you stop your thoughts there, rather than say, if I do this, I'm going to get a promotion. If I do this, I'm going to get a bonus, right? Then you're defanking yourself.
4: Okay. Got it. it.
7: Okay. Do, do the action for the sake of the action itself. So the action itself becomes the reward. You're not thinking about, oh, what if I fail or what if this action fails? Then it's wasted time. Nobody's getting benefited or somebody will say something about me. As long as those change does not happen. Uh,
0: then that's... and go back to the question. You know what VP Rajesh and others asked to Swami Sarva Priyananda. There was one question like this: Say that the more I I kind of you know listen to the spiritual teachings, you know, I see myself not uh, doing blah, 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 blah in my work life. Is it normal and all that? And remember what Swami S.P.G. answered for that. Don't.
6: Uh, just to connect it back to uh and this condition is w- what is uh, uh, Vairagya, right basically that the 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 f- the fact that we are not the desires are going down and that's also relates to the question that that was asked
7: then one more thing connecting to the samskars vasanas is uh, also the kind of Example is, a, it's like a pot with all these existing vasanas that we have. And we cannot just empty it in one shot. We cannot just uh, say, I'm going to get rid of all my bad vasanas in one shot. So yeah. the only way we can replace that is by doing this karma yoga. So you're kind of pouring more and more good vasanas in it. And that will eventually wash away all the uh, bad vasanas, samskaras. Then you are left with more sattvic mind and then that will lead you towards actionlessness and prepare your mind for the next steps of Upasana Yoga, Bhakti
6: Yoga. Very true. So on 27, if I may add, uh, uh, again, related to uh, uh, Guna Ganeshwar right? So, uh, one other thing I've found useful is, you know, there are times when in spite of all of this, we're. I find myself uh, probably doing something that I might say, hey, that is kind of unbecoming of me I mean I I shouldn't have done that I shouldn't have said that right Um, when that happens I mean I I, I, again you know obviously instead of going into any regret or anything like that I tell myself that yep those vasanas are still there in me and uh, that's playing out right It's, it's the gunas that are playing out it, it is okay, I just need to work on it, right? So that's how, uh, you know, when we say things that we, uh, you know, we look back and say, shoot, I, sh- I shouldn't have said that, right? Uh, or uh, do uh, perform certain actions. I, I find uh, um, exactly here, the, the, this part being very useful because I, I relate it to the fact that things are still um, in, in, in the works, right? It's work in progress.
7: Plus a nice example uh, Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi gives on 327-328, uh, the Guna Ganesha. So he says, uh, the wise person identifies themselves with the sky. There's like a lot of clouds, the clouds clash, there is thunder, lightning, rain, and all these things happening. But they all happen, but I am not affected by it. So I thought that example was very profound. Yeah. So uh, one, one thing that uh, occurred to me is, uh, so in 3.30 going on, um, so the Bhagavan gives the recipe for it. He says, my sarvani karmani, so dedicate all the actions to me. And um, so that that's the way. So if you have nirashi nirmamo bhutva, yudhyasva so without the fever or any disturbance in your mind, don't have the hankara and mamakara and then do the action. Dedicated to me, then that is your path for karma yoga. So it was very nice. Uh, two interesting things. Um, in 261, when Bhagavan is describing sthita prajna, he says, tani sarvani samyamya. So get rid of everything else out, dedicate that, yukta asita matpara, sit immersed in me. So there he is giving how a sthita would do. And then there also, he says like Indriyartesho he's not affected by all those things, pratisthita. And then, uh, so that's from the ultimate jnani perspective, uh, says Siktaasitamatprakha. And here he says, Mai Sarvani Karmani Sanyasya Adhyatma chetasa. So he says, dedicate all the actions to me. So it's like two things. So for the pragnā, he leaves everything and then sits meditating in me, all the time. And here for the beginner, now he's kind of come all the way down from there to Arjuna's Karma Yoga level and say, just dedicate all the actions to me without the ego and mindness, do all your duties. So that I thought was like one very nice contrast between connecting to 261. And then the second very interesting thing in that shloka, is this is the third time that Krishna is giving a clue that he is the self, he's a self-realized person, he's the Brahman. Uh, so first he says, yukta asita mat paraha. sit immersed in me. So that's the translation. So he used mat paraha, me, right? So Arjuna does not catch that. The second time it happens is in 3.3. Three. So lokes min, pura maya, anaga. I told that there are two ways in this entire world. Second time also Arjuna does not catch that. Like why does Krishna say, I told from the olden days that there are two ways he doesn't catch. Now, this is the third time Bhagavan is making again a reference, like dedicate all the actions to me. And then also he's going to ask some other <clears throat> different question. He doesn't catch like, oh, Krishna is saying me in the self-mode and uh, so it's the third time he misses. I think like finally in the fourth chapter Krishna gives up and says, yeah, I am this. He has to do the avatar <laughs> reveal, the big reveal. Himself, but uh, this, it was very interesting. The third time he says uh, in first person, and Arjuna doesn't catch it.
4: How did you know to connect the 2.61 from 2.30? I'm
7: just curious. It's, I just noticed the same pattern. The, the, so the one is the yukta asita Matparaha, i and this thing, so that's uh, pointed out, and then it's the same pattern, right? Tani sarvani, there. It's uh, there and here, my sarvani sarvani.
0: Shanta, Is just he to, know, to remind too. you of Krishna's profession. I don't,
7: know, I don't profession. know, like, huh? you
4: have to be just, in Google.
0: <laughs> Shanta, just to remind you of Krishna's profession, he does machine learning for Google. <laughs>
3: that's so, what I was asking. <laughs> like, you know, how did he know, know the refer- reason he's called Krishna, too.
7: <laughs> <laughs> you, you stare at it maybe too much and then you see patterns that probably do not exist. <laughs> but this, this does seem to make sense, though, right? Like, giving all this. Krishna is giving all these clues and uh, he's not catching it. Okay, in
3: fact, uh, Swami, SPG, just one, one more. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, SPG says he. it has all the three yogas. The Mai, Sarvani, Karmani, Sanyasya is Bhakti Yoga. Uh, adhyatma Chetasa is Jnana uh, Yoga. And the uh, second one, Dinashir De Mahavodhsvayu is Vigatasvara is Karma Yoga. So all in one shloka.
4: Yeah,
3: chitra. Say it one more time, one more time, Alpana. Oh, so dedicate all the actions to me, that is Bhakti-yog. Then Adhyatma Chetasa, established Himself. so that is Jnani-yog. And Nirashir Nirmamo, without hope and without Mamatva, <laughs> um, Yudhyasva, do the I mean, fight uh, jwaraha, without anxiety, without any fever. So that is karmauk.
7: I think this is also the first time that uh, the karma is connected to bhakti in a way, right? Like this is the first time Bhagavan says, "Believe in a higher power and then do dedication to that. All along, it has been, do it because you will break the cycle. Do it because you will clean yourself. Do it because you have to do it and enjoy doing it and so on. So he's been giving all these reasons. And I think this is the big shift here. Like uh, the, the bhakti yoga is connected. Do it for me, dedicated it to me and then you will be fine. So it's like a practical trick for, I think, the 99.999% of us where... Um, we we cannot just directly jump in and say, I will do it because it needs to be done. We need to have a greater uh, purpose dedicated to it. So, and God is a very easy way to connect saying, okay, I'll do it because I will please the God. And uh, just thinking out
2: loud.
8: Yeah. Yeah, um, (laughs) I don't even know if it's uh, valid right now because we've discussed it a lot, but I just thought... um, um, it was very interesting, uh, 3.30. Um, he talks about um, renunciation of action only means giving up the wrong motives behind the action. And the purification of motives is possible only when the mind is made to sing constantly the divine song. So I thought that was a very um, nice correlation between... Um, how do you give up on the motives, right? So it's it's all very easy to say, okay, whatever action I do, I will dedicate it. But uh, to get that motive, I think we have to also work on, you know, uh, work on purifying the mind, basically. So if it's always, you know, the mind is always in the thought of the divine, then the action will automatically become, uh, the motive will automatically go away. So, um, I, I felt that was a very uh, nice connection uh, Swami Chilmyamanda has made, it. I just want to bring that
9: out.
0: So, uh, you know, uh, uh, just to uh, just to wake up some debate in here, in right, in, in terms of, so, you know, let's say that we are, we're all, you know, we're all Uh, you know, going through our regular life as householders doing work and all that stuff. We have a family to do the, uh, you know, support and we have uh, children to take care of and all that stuff. So suddenly if we decide that, okay, hey, you know, I'm not going to have a desire in this promotion or I'm not going to have a desire in getting my bonus and then but I still continue to work. Isn't there a conflict in the mind? How does one resolve the conflict in the mind?
8: I'm not sure. What is the conflict? I didn't quite Yeah,
10: catch. Rajesh, what is the conflict? Yeah,
0: The conflict is, you know, uh, I have a family to support and I want a promotion. And at the same time, Geeta is teaching us, okay, you know, go beyond that. So, and not focus on that. So, how do you resolve that conflict? Well, I Rajesh, think I told all... you not to reveal our personal
7: discussions in the group. No, I'm just joking. No, I'm just joking. It's it's mostly like, I think, like a conflict for a lot of us when, when we read the scriptural books is that how do we reconcile this with like our workplace where we have to do things and make some hot decisions. Right?
10: Well, Rajesh, that was one of the question or related question that
1: Somebody has asked Swamiji last week, S.P.G., and uh, that you know I'm I'm sort of not getting excited about work, and uh, I'm being passed on for promotion, etc. Is this good or is this expected? And he said, Yes, that's true. Uh, it, that is the good thing that you are, you know, uh, not not you're getting passed up for promotion, etc. And you
6: are more involved in reading Gita and scriptures and whatnot. So I think. Uh, if you really truly believe it, then probably there's no conflict as I see it.
0: The question is, if you don't fully believe it, then there's a conflict, right? Then how do you resolve? That's the point that I'm asking.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then you go back to reading Gita. <laughs> <laughs> no,
11: but but uh, if, if I may, uh, you know, I mean... Lord Krishna is telling Arjuna to fight. He doesn't want to fight. And he says, your your purpose here is to fight. So if you're a, uh, I mean, I read that as if you're a householder and, you know, you have to provide for your family. And then if you're owed a promotion or a raise, uh, you feel or offer, you should ask for it. And, and there's, there's action that's lacking, you know. So, so it goes back to work is worship. Uh, is, is, it's, it's, it's in the realm of karma. So we, we don't have a choice to give up. I mean, I think um, listening to uh, Swami SPG's uh, lectures, uh, it became, uh, so, so, so there was the Q&A that you guys had, um, the lucky ones of few and then he was—he had three days lecture. So I've been listening to that as well. And he says that, you know, he gives an analogy of how Arjuna had gone off to the mountains and started sort of worshipping. He would have still have thought and pondered about what the missed opportunity of defeating Duryodhana and, you know, what happened to his scattered family. Uh, he would have sort of deluded himself into thinking that he was he was doing japa and meditation. But, but actually, in the courses, so right now whether it is you know you're working at google or wherever you're working if you if you're owed if you you put in the effort you're owed some money the issue is that if it doesn't come through what we do
2: Yeah.
11: so so that effort to 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 earn that money and to ask for that and all that should be there i think satya nadella got into some trouble right i mean he he he, he came out with something uh, yeah saying um, you know you should you always get the right amount of salary that you're owed so you're giving sort of a encapsulated version of the Gita and he got into a lot of trouble and then he had to come back and retract for it. he said like if you put in the work and you feel your order rage you should ask for it
1: yeah actually Swami P kind of uh, you know this is a question which I'm sure a lot of people have But he kind of puts it uh, quite nicely he says of course you've got to begin by putting in the effort because if you don't put the effort you know then you know you've kind of missed the point right now assuming you've put the effort there is absolutely no problem in expecting results he actually says that he says there's no problem in expecting results that's kind of fundamental to motivate yourself to do things and so if you put in the effort and <clears throat> you expect results and you go and ask for a promotion, absolutely no, nothing wrong with it. I think the third part is probably the most important, which goes back to the Ishwa, the Buddhi, which is you can expect results but you have to accept the outcomes. That's the third part, but I think expecting results, expecting a promotion, there's nothing wrong with it, as long as you put in the right effort.
11: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, going back to the Bhagavad Gita, that if if Arjuna lost the battle and got killed in it, so be it. Yeah. He, he followed through on his dharma, right?
5: Yeah, I think it's uh, basically how you respond to, you know, the, the getting or not getting of the results. That's, you know, the accepting of the outcome, like I said. you said. That's the most important part to f- focus on.
3: Yeah, the other thing is... Uh we don't get promotion because we want it. We get promotion because of the work we do. So that's one, one angle. Just wanting promotion does is not what it takes to be promoted. The second thing is if you put in a lot of effort, what you can go and ask for is a different kind of a, a, a more responsible job or a job with more responsibility. You're not asking for the promotion but you want to do certain level of work, which is which actually does, does. I mean, the organization sees through it that, you know, to do that job, you need to be promoted. So even though we, we say a lot of things, but promotion is usually more of a side effect than the, than the, I mean, now I'm out of the corporate world. But, you know, that's how I had seen it throughout. But I,
5: I think it's also, you know, when you put in the work, and you feel like you deserve the promotion or money or whatever and, you, we always and then you don't get it about, no you always <laughs>
3: have the conversation about what more you can do right because you've been doing this and obviously then that is a more responsibility so that was my second point point. and then the third point was which promotion made you earn more promotions usually come with more responsibility not with the monetary benefit so your point about because I have to support my family. I need to get promoted. Promotion doesn't give you more money.
5: So why do you need promotion
3: to support the family? So those are my three points. Usually
5: promotion that. does come with more money. No. <laughs> at, least, more. Most at least it most, most
3: corporates it say, no, no, no. We'll <laughs> give you the promotion. In fact, they don't want to give you, money, so give you anyway. the promotion. Not
5: in my experience, but anyway. But I think the, the thing there is... Um, you know, the problem or the conflict happens when you have done the work and you 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 feel like you deserve that promotion or that raise or whatever, and then you don't yeah. get it or you don't get it at that time. And then how do you react to that situation? Absolutely. You know, that's no, where no, no. that
3: is that absolutely yeah. is there. But even from the from the point of even expecting it, I think I, I was just thinking about those things. I
8: think the I think important, very important to understand, right? You know, when we say promotion. Is it, the, is it really the money that need, that is required to support the family, the title, the visibility, the social positioning? There is a lot going on there behind motion. I think that needs to be understood. And we know that in the current corporates, the job band ranges are much, much higher. So there are times when the conversations happen. Yeah, you may not get the title, you may get the hike, but people are still disappointed. So you still want the title, you still want the hike. So the, the entire thing needs to be dissected as to what's the intent of the promotion? What are you really interpreting promotion as?
5: Yeah. It's in basically fact, a reward been... for the effort that you've put in and you're expecting some reward, you know, and how you, whatever you tag that reward, you know, that, that you desire, it really comes back to that, right? And then you don't get it yeah. or, or you get it and how do you respond to either of those situations?
3: In fact, switch, I have, the uh, way around. Just, just one more point Rajesh, before you switch it, that, that in fact, I've seen that people, some people don't want promotion because it'll come with more responsibility and hence they can't support the children back at home. So I've seen that as well. So it's counterintuitive, but then it is more about the desire and the social status, etc. But to support the family, people, some of, I have seen people not wanting promotion.
0: Okay, I see two hands raised. Uh, Chitra and Goods, why don't you go ahead before I uh, tell my point on switching the topic.
10: Hey Chitra, go ahead. You were before thanks. me.
8: Thanks, thanks. <laughs> um, no, we, we are talking about I put in the work and so I can ask for whatever raise promotion. But my question is, how do you decide that you have actually put in the right amount of work? Who decides it? I am just curious to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it could be that I decide that it is the right amount, but maybe the <laughs> team yeah. I'm working on it's not the right amount.
5: So I think it's, it's, it's definitely all in one's own mind, right? I, I feel like I have done the work and I feel like I deserve XYZ. And so it's all in, in one's own mind, I think.
8: No, I think it goes back to then the fact is that, um, again, then that means you're not actually asking for the hike because you want the money or you need the money, but you're asking the hike because you think you deserve it. Yeah, a...
5: absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's all so, about me. <laughs> right. so,
6: just to, just to uh, I, I know I'm probably digressing, digressing here, but uh, just you know, on the topic of promotion, the way I tell my team is, Hey, you know it if you're already working at that next level. A promotion is just a stamp. That's, that's pretty much it. You know, you're already doing the work of what is expected in the next level. So once you do that, and not only you, others also know that you're at that next level. So it's never a surprise. When somebody gets promoted and it's never it's not at all a surprise, then you have done the right thing. It, it's pretty clear. You know. Anyway. <laughs>
10: Hey, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I was just going to uh, provide a slightly different perspective. If you deliver something and if you, uh, you committed to it and you delivered it, which means you did your duty, which means the other person needs to do their duty too. So it's their duty, it's not our duty or expectation, but it's their duty to do right by you, right? So it's a, you can flip it around and, and argue it in, in that way also. So I was just going to provide. Uh, That's
6: a very good point Raj.
7: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I wanted Should to add to that from uh, another angle. So I think like both this, this tying up of what I do for the family, what I do at work when somebody else is recognizing, it comes down to fulfilling our potential, right? So in work, we, we estimate ourselves to be certain thing. And then I want to do this work. Hey, I am performing at this caliber. So I need to be promoted. And then it, like Shamala rightly pointed out, it's like a whole package of things. It's the, the the recognition, the money, the work-related things, and then the seniority in the company and so on. All of them uh, come together as one, one bundle. So that's the potential there. And then the conflict that Rajesh initially started off the question with is that, hey, maybe I am like right now making X and I'm this type of lifestyle, but if I made X plus something more, then these are all the other things that I could have done for my family. Maybe my future will be more secure or, or more padded up with enough buffer uh, that, that you think, oh, maybe that is then my potential that I have to do. Uh, it's, a, it's a hot, tough question, but one way to resolve this, uh, actually like also the same Swadharma, Paradharma, uh, debate that Bhagwan says, like the next two shlokas. So the loose translation generally goes as uh, what comes naturally to you, or uh, what you are doing, or supposed to be doing, and it gets completely perverted in one extreme, saying, "Oh, it's supposed to be on your jati and so on." Uh, the Vedas themselves have a very good definition. Professor VK points out, is "Swadharma is anything that makes you go towards." Realizing Brahman and yourself, Jivatma, Paramatma. That is Swadharma. And then Paradharma is anything that turns you away and takes you away from that thing. Uh, And then tying this back to the original thing of, oh, we have our potential and we want to do this. We likely go towards because we think that is going to give us happiness, right? And then all along the world, there have been like infinite, countless examples being provided. Those are not the things that provide you happiness. There is something else. That's the true infinite yeah. happiness. And like one way to go towards that is doing your uh, swadharma. So in this case, like maybe the potential or doing better for my family and doing the work and then getting the promotion and doing it in a senior level, maybe that is the one that is making you do your karma yoga and the, with the right attitude, in which case you won't actually expect the result, but you will just do the duty and then the results automatically uh, happen. Then, one final point to tie. I saw how this was very nicely tied with the uh, four Purusharthas Artha, Kama, Dharma, and Moksha. Artha and Kama are Prarabdha based. You can only do your duty. You do not know if you're going to get the result or not. But Dharma and Moksha, they are within our control. That's the free will part where we get to make the choice every single second are we doing the correct thing with the correct attitude or not. So, I thought that was a very nice uh, dichotomy there. Yeah. Very good, said. Yeah.
0: A great discussion, thank you. I, I, I The reason why I, I kind of you know asked that it was it was obviously a, a question that was uh, uh, meant to trigger this debate. The whole idea was that you know uh, we sort of get um, involved and sometimes we lose track of who we are. And to VP's original point, go back and read Geta. I think that once in a while that dose is required because you know at the end of the day, I don't think that we we are asking for something. Uh, uh, you know, let's say in promotion or a job, you know, better salary or whatever or a title or whatever is all to satisfy that, uh, that, that, uh, you know, that entity that has come within us suddenly called as the ego, right? Which, which says okay, I want it, I deserve it but the point is you don't even know who you are, right? And if you don't know who you are, then how do you know what you want?
7: There was recently an article uh, somebody wrote. I think his name is Joshua Burgess. I might have posted it in the Gita group. But he says he coins this term called memetic desire. That like a lot of us do not know what we really want, and we want it only because everybody around us wants yeah, that. Absolutely. So we are kind of conditioned by everyone else wanting something, and then we say, Hey, I look, it look all the cool people are living in this neighborhood. I want a home there, or all the Interesting smart people are this particular title and recognize, and then hence I want that, and so on. So it was a very uh, interesting way to look. I,
6: I remember Swami P mentioning this in one of his lectures. Um, you know, finally, if, if, you, if, you, if you keep extrapolating this, we're really seeking uh, peace of mind, uh, security financial, otherwise physical security, our financial security and otherwise, and contentment, right? I mean, so if you look at these three, but then we think by getting more power, more money and whatnot, we, we can be more and more secure, and hence we go after it. But then he, he talks about the example of politicians who have the money and the power, but they are the ones with the bodyguards. I mean, they, they are the least secure, right? If, if you really think about, so he, he talks about how so we think that that's, that's kind of where the security mean we by amassing wealth or amassing power, uh, you, you get more security. But then if you look at people who are, already have that, they are the ones who are very insecure in that sense, um, right? So uh, can we learn a lesson from that, right? Instead of going through the same path and then getting burnt by it, um, it, it was his point, right?
3: Actually that uh, nirashi, nirmamo captures it very well. So uh, nirashi is, uh, uh, so don't live in the future because if you have expectations you're actually thinking about the future and uh, nirmamo means uh, without sense of possessiveness and possessiveness comes uh, for the things which are from the past in the sense any, any relationship built in the past or anything you've achieved from the past you become possessive about that. So live in the present, not in the future or past. So the two words actually capture that for Karma Yoga.
0: And he uses very powerful words, it is something like dead past and you know unborn future, very beautifully uh, yeah. used words. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of you know, yeah. keep reading it I, I remind myself that Swami, Swami Chidambara was a uh, was a you know uh, journalist. No wonder he has such a gift of the cab, right? Beautiful.
7: Sorry, I'm just listening
0: to all. Likewise, of this. Swami
7: Dayananda too. Both of them are journalists in their previous lives.
0: Yeah.
7: But you know, listening to this
1: conversation, I mean, I am sort of not fully there, and maybe you guys are further along. But as a grahasta, I think expecting is totally okay i don't see why that should be a problem i think you know the whole karma yoga piece is around how you react once you once the result comes which, which may or may not be in your favor but expecting a promotion and i know i mean you, promotion is just a kind of a kind of a uh, you know example but uh, Anything that you're doing, if you're doing something with sincerity and you kind of expect a certain result, uh, that I, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. And I think a lot of the development of the sort of human race is premised on doing hard work and with a goal with with a goal of getting a certain result. Uh, and to that, I, I don't have any any sort of quibble, quibble with, because that is fine. I think the only thing that I think that people miss is that they, for example, if you don't get a promotion, they don't self reflect and say, why did I not get a promotion? rather than kind of, you know, being like a crybaby and saying, I didn't get a promotion, so I'm gonna kind of throw a fit. That's that's a that's a reaction to the result. But, uh, you know, when you get a, 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 a kind of a result, then you kind of say, how do I, respond to it as opposed to react to it right
2: yeah so i'm
1: kind of sort of halfway in the camp where i'm saying that look it is totally fine to expect a promotion there's nothing wrong
2: with.
5: yeah Uh, i'm in your uh, camp too (laughs) i I think it's Uh, most important how you uh respond to that situation and uh, you know that getting away from the why me like that victimhood kind of uh you know thinking i think that's what (laughs) Is most important, but you have to have a goal, otherwise, you know, you're not yeah, going I mean, to if put
1: if in the effort. If Usain Bolt didn't have a goal of running the 100 meters in 9.6 seconds or whatever, he would never get there. Mm. But you know, if there's somebody else who also wanted to do it 9.6 and ended up at 9.8, he should be he should be able to accept it and say, okay, fair enough. I was not good enough. Somebody else was better than me. There are kind of reasons beyond my control.
10: Or or 14 or 15.
1: Or 14 or 15, thank you. (laughs) We're more like that.
10: (laughs) (laughs) 9.8 is still under 10 seconds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, But that's the point, right? I mean, you know, we have to expect results. I mean, there is no way you can progress without an expectation. My
5: my children used to, um, they, they were in cross country and they would run all these races. And when I would go watch the races, I was most impressed with the kids who were coming in last. Because they're still finishing the race, they have nothing to win from that, you know. they're there's all the all the spots are taken, all the you know medals, etc., are are done. But they're still running and they're still completing the race. So I used to be always very impressed with that, putting in the effort.
11: Yeah. So Ajay, I'm with you totally, on that. But that may be because you're buddy. <laughs> you know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said I'm 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 with you on the same page, but that may be because we are bunnyas.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like even on the on the examples uh, Alpna you gave, I mean, it all makes total sense. I mean, you know, <coughs> what you said, right? Yeah, you should not hang the results. Absolutely not.
6: Uh, hey, you know,
1: uh, they are
3: interchangeably right? using goal and the expectation. Yeah,
6: I was about to say that too. Yeah. Hey, the yeah. other thing too
10: is uh, uh Ajay, uh totally with you on, on this. I think all of us are kind of aligning on on this one. Um I was also thinking that uh all these promotions and all of these things are like uh, you know, this this uh writer, we've talked about him before, the the person from Israel, Yuval, Yuval, Yuval Harari, yeah. right? Harari. Um, he talks about money and all these different hierarchies and society itself. Everything is our creation. We created them. So, what's wrong in just playing within that, our own fiction or creation, right? Absolutely, no problem. Yeah. We, I mean, the the concept of promotion itself is a is a human invention, so, so yeah. Just I mean,
1: gonna... I think the whole the whole, the whole uh, promotion <clears throat> thing we kind of digress, I, I feel, I think that's just a straw man, right? Uh, the key thing is, you know, like like Alpna, you mentioned about ownership, right? I think that is the key thing. I mean, when you're successful, you should not attribute success to yourself alone. That is a that is how you respond to a result, even when you're successful. When you're unsuccessful, obviously, you've got to reflect and kind of figure out what happened and take it with a certain level of samatva, right? But even when you're successful, you've got to kind of ask yourself, you know, what is, you know, I, I, I'm just one factor. There are a million other things which had to get aligned before I got to got to this point. So to me, at, at the end of the day, the way I think about karma yoga is about handling results. And when you do things, of course, you want to do things saying that this is in service of 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 the god, but that's kind of the Ishwar Arpana side of it. But to me, the more kind of thing which resonates with me is the 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 Prasadabuti approach.
6: Ajay, um, uh, I, I think to Arpana's point as well. I mean, I, I agree that I think we are mixing expectations and goals. Goals will definitely be there, and even uh, so, expectation to me if if is attachment to a specific result which is what we are trying to uh, avoid right because otherwise how will you accept later if that expectation is strong then you are bound to feel um, uh, even while doing the work you're bound to be less than hundred percent on in in the job that you're doing and then when the result does arrive and it's not in your in the in your favor how will you ac- actually accept it right so the, the only way to do that is if you don't have the attachment to a specific result. So you, you're just doing it, right? Because there is a potential in you to do that particular work. You you are, uh, you're just doing that, right? With a goal in mind, but then if it doesn't happen, how do you then accept it? If there is yeah, a strong the, expectation. Yeah, but that, that's, that's semantics. I mean, you're right. I mean, expectation in
1: my head is before the event and the result is after the event, right? And you know, again, whether it's a goal, goal is also an expectation. I mean, at the end of the day, if you you have to have a goal, right? Now, what happens subsequently is after the event is how you is a different matter, right? I an mean, expectation to me is that if I'm going to start something, I expect to finish this by this date, for example, right? Mm-hmm. A simple goal, if you will, right? So anything before the event, I need to have like something to drive me to oh, turn sure. it. That, yeah? Yeah. But at the end of the day, after the event, you know, you want to just kind of make sure that you're not sort of getting ahead of yourself.
6: But even while doing it, I think that's where the key thing is, right? Even while you are performing the job, if there is a strong expectation of a specific result, then you're, you, you are not as efficient because your mind is preoccupied with that. Am I gonna get that? Is it gonna happen? Will it not happen? Isn't it? So, but if that part is taken out, it doesn't matter uh, one way or the other, there is no thing called success. There's no thing called failure, right? There is no success result and a failure result. The work itself, so then there is only success in, in that sense because the work, that the fact that you're able to do it and you're doing it is itself the, um, uh, the main thing, right? Because now you're looking at that work not as for that material result that's coming out of it. You're looking at that work in a higher plane, that um, uh, this is actually helping me with my cleansing of my mind, right? So you're, you're elevating that to the next level, and then you don't worry about the success and failure of a specific uh, material stuff that's happening there. You're, you're elevating the, the cause or the reason for that work into, okay, this is required for my own mental chitta uh, shuddhi, um, right? So when you connect it to that, or to uh, the on, on the bhakti yoga side when you're connected to okay yeah this is in the service of the lord um, kind of a semantic thing then you're no longer worried about what's happening there right so
1: i agree with I, I agree with that totally i mean even the expectation or the goal has to be with a certain level of uh, of samatvam which i think in 330 there is a phrase called vigata uh, jwaraha which is essentially without the mental Stress, right. right, or fever, or whatever. Right. I think that there is a mention of that, and I think I, I was equating that to some Uh So anything that you do has to be with a with a sense of equanimity, uh, yeah. without sort of saying that look, my life depends on this on this outcome, right? Yeah, uh, and, and
6: that happens when you elevate it, uh, elevate that work to the next level when you transcend the the material aspect of it of that work, but it's connected to should be, right?
5: It, no, but you, yeah, you, may, you may not associate that work with you know your own uh, promotion or a goal for yourself, but there's gotta be a goal, right? Yeah, because otherwise um, you will not apply yourself at all. Sure. I mean, even for Arjun, he the goal was to win the war, not just to fight, right? If, if, so because just fighting is one thing, but fighting with the goal to win is maybe he applies himself differently.
3: I think the goal was to fight, not with the
5: expectation to win. That's what uh, Krishna is trying to tell
1: me. I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah,
5: because uh, the the goal was, I think, the goal was to defeat Duryodhana, right? Defeat. Her 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 fight
0: with your Fight with your own. If you win, you win. You don't win, you yeah. go to Swarga. He says that.
5: Correct. So he doesn't say... No, no. If you, I agree with that. That if you, you know, the, the outcome is not in your control, but you have to have a goal. You have to fight with all your might, but not... So you have to fight with all your might and you have to fight to win. Mm, no, that's where we are different. Maybe. I think that's yeah. a
0: subtle difference, I guess. Let's talk yeah. about that. Mean, I, I, I mean, we, we, I, I do uh, Kishore, we should pause that because I think that's coming in the future chapter. So we probably are getting a little ahead of ourselves on that. Okay. Let's, just let's hear
9: the- what Lakshmi has to say. Actually, I have a question. Um, so we are talk- I, I totally understand su- success and failure are those which we created fiction, kind of. Um, but the question I have is, do we want these, what what we call so-called money or promotions? Is it our desire or
0: someone else's desire?
9: Oh, sorry. So what what I'm saying is the so-called promotions or money, uh, is it our desire or is it someone else's desire that we are trying to fulfill? What do you think of that? Sometimes we end up doing that, right? We, of course, uh, maybe our duty is to is to just bring food to the table, right? But there's more than that. Sometimes um, uh, getting our kids into a good school, um, they get into the good school, but they considering that the amounts that we have to pay, right? So we have to fulfill, to fulfill all those desires we end up working hard and um, the expectations are high too right to get the money and promotions and whatever so is it maybe if you ask yourself probably it's not solely for us right we don't desire we don't have probably any desires here Uh, so what do you think about that Does it make
6: sense? So, so uh, Lakshmi, you're saying uh, it's not your, your or our desire, but it's um, it's somebody else who community
9: that, or? desire, or or what, what? And then you become a part of it, and you speak for it thinking that you got to do it to for the well-being of yourself and, and others to be part of the community. Mm-hmm. So is that right to do or no? What do you guys think of that?
5: I think it still becomes our desire, right? If we are doing it because we want to Fit in, or, or because we think somebody else, you know, somebody close to us needs it, or whatever, it still becomes then our desire. Isn't it?
6: And again, the, 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 there is nothing wrong in having goals, right? I mean, we, we are not seeing that.
9: Probably can pass this. We can talk about it later too. But um, um, yeah, yeah, one, it one, reminds one, me. One, it reminds me of something like um, Vivekananda at some point uh, didn't want to do what Ram Krishna um, Ram, uh, wanted him to right to serve the community. He wanted to go and um, probably. Uh, do his stuff, right? So somehow he convinced him to this is this is not the purpose of your life. You need to so um, so maybe that's an example that, that just stuck to me. But um, there I don't no know. Difference. Sometimes we yeah I don't know if uh, indi- as individuals we want all this, but we are doing for sometimes we end up doing for some someone else thought. Uh, we are forced to put into that situation where, where we have to, kind of, though we like yeah. it or not.
3: But, but here, I think what Nanu is saying is, so he agreed with what then Swami, uh, not Swami, uh, Sri Ramakrishna Paramhans wanted and hence did that. So it's not that he was doing it just to fulfill Ramakrishna's desire. Uh, it was then his own doing as well, that yes, that is what I need to do. Actually, he went around India and saw poverty and he was just completely shattered by that and he wanted to do something about it because also I mean he was his category is slightly different he was enlightened and he thought then you don't feel you're weak you know you're all powerful so so you think you can mobilize everything and get people to do it So it's not maybe, I mean, I think it's slightly different to equate that to the examples we are taking because it was not his personal desire to do it or even uh, Ramakrishna's person, it wasn't Ramakrishna's personal desire either. It was for the nation. But I think, yeah, what you were saying is a tricky one. Um, But yeah, I think, again, there, if we do it without, the expectation will only cause anxiety is what I think uh, Kishore and I were trying to say. Yes, you can that have that as a goal that I want to support you know, my kid's education and I'll put in effort and then we'll see. If nothing, then we'll go for the loan or whatever. So, yeah, having some backup options is a good one to keep that anxiety at bay. That you, it, it's not fully dependent just on you.
6: Yeah. Actually, I'm, living, I'm maybe, living that right now. So that question, Lakshmi, I'm living that right now. So, yeah.
9: <laughs> Thank yeah. you.
0: Maybe, you know, let me, let me walk you through, and the discussion is pretty interesting, right, in terms of goals and expectations. Let me walk you through the case study of a, uh, uh, a sales guy, okay? Uh, the, in, 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 in sales, you know, we are measured by the numbers. There is quota. You've got to hit the quota, then you get your commissions, you don't hit the quota, you don't get commissions. Period. Okay, it's so clean, black and white for us. And people in sales, will understand this so well. You know, there's a goal. The organization has set a goal for you. And for a long time, now I've been all my life. I've been a sales guy, and for a long time, I used to be stressed out about hitting that particular number. Okay, and then every day in the morning, you know, when I open up my, I'll wonder. Okay, my goal was X. I am at today point one X, point two X. I still have to hit, hit, hit. And so I was anchoring myself on that number that that I'm supposed to hit for the year or for the quarter. So mine was that quote unquote that, you know, expectation of fulfilling the particular goal. But what has happened in the the, uh, few several years uh, has been, especially after I kind of understood how uh, the dose of Gita works, maybe to your credit, you know, go back and read Gita, right? The way it works is like, you know, suddenly you, you kind of, you know, break that loop of saying, okay, what is it that, that number orientation got to do really? It's like, you know, expecting something in the future. Yeah, the number is there, right? It's there, no doubt about it. It is required for the corporate. It's required for me to get my commissions and all that stuff. It's all there. Good, good stuff. But if I'm anchoring myself on the particular goal, then it's like, uh, you know, I'm I'm being held by an anaconda without being able to move. So what I need to do is I need to do what is within my control of going and doing it. Then break it down. Okay, in in, in uh, what it means is breaking it down in terms of actions, real solid actions that I am able to do at this point of time, which only I can do. Okay, nobody else can do it. Uh, you know, I cannot abdicate that responsibility. Then the clarity of what that thing means is getting more meetings, getting more customers, uh, talking to more customers, and then. Uh, writing more proposals, converting those proposals. Those are the solid actions that start coming in, right? And then suddenly what happens is like, you know, you are able to get off the uh, a stressful goal into something more manageable goals that you can start chasing it. And in the whole process, the results they come or they don't come, that's a different topic. And what happens is at least there's a little bit of uh, uh, ownership control and what you're doing in terms of the goal that you want to achieve. Now, the second part is the Pasadabundi part, right? Some things, sometimes, some quarters are good, some quarters are bad. It's okay, some years are good, some years are bad. You know, in the past, I used to struggle with it, okay? One year it was good, one year it is not bad, and then how do you manage that? But now, over a period of time, you know, when you get that, yeah, have you done your best in terms of putting together that work and focusing on the work? And rather than focusing on that number that the corporate has set for you, then it becomes life becomes a little, little bit more easier because what happens is you see a continuity okay you've done you focused on a lot of activity to get that particular goal, but they have not resulted in this year. Okay, this year is a fictional year, but then the point is that activity is not going to go waste the, till December you've done the activity, the deal is not closed, It close the next year. So what happens is suddenly when, the, when you get that perspective, then you start controlling and you start doing things that you are really in control of, then you know. Then, to be very honest with you, when I go into my, my boss's meetings these days, I have no idea what my dollar number is. I have to, you know, look up what that number is and then go into my meetings. I really have no idea because once it is set in the beginning of the year, I forget about the company. Because it doesn't matter to me anymore. The, the shift, I'm, I'm trying to explain the shift in terms of yeah. how that shift has happened.
6: Exactly. Very nicely said.
3: You were saying
12: something. Yeah, one more perspective to that is: uh, see, I think I, I my desire, um, the question, the my itself, right? Because the identity itself, your true identity itself, is is not not the way we are cognizing it, right? If we just shift back and say, "I'm the consciousness," um, right, or shift back into the true nature of who who we are, then the dissociation also happens right there, right? um so it's i think the associating with the eye and the outcome the associating with the I, the identity is the challenge is cause of stress uh, a, any way you you step back out of that and then continue to do what you're doing um then i think then the bond the, the kind of the thing breaks just on the perspective on a on a
3: lighter note i can say that uh, once you retire many of these go away automatically so
1: i was going to ask the same question alpana that you know a lot of the things that we're talking about now yeah are uh, easier said at the stage of brahasta that we're in as opposed to when we were like just starting off right
3: and, and so far more easier said by me who's retired so no 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 i just no goals no promotion i can get is to become a grandmom for which uh, my kids need to do a lot of things. <laughs> Nothing else still then. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. And, you know, it's like, uh, it's a bit like sort of, we're all fortunate. We're at a stage where we yeah. can kind of say, okay, we don't need this. We're kind of, you know, we've got enough or whatever. But somebody who's kind of just starting off, who's got like a million things to kind of do and family to support, a sick parent, whatever, right? You know, it's...
3: Uh, you know, that's where, provide- the, that's where the reverence for... Ancestors, sisters because of which we have this family that's why the reference for our parents and then you know doing well and hence the rest of the vedas the karma karmakhan part of it doing it well so that you are equipped with these things the situation is perfect for you for the scriptural thing and hence it all falls in correct, place
1: correct and even even like you know we, we're talking about individual sort of goals right which are never individual if you know what I mean right ultimately you know if you're working for an organization whatever you do will affect not just yourself but a variety of people in, in a variety of ways right and so at least in the way sort of I think about it I mean you know there are two parts to it one is the whole sort of who am I I versus small I right the fact is that in the Vyavaric world you know we have to deal with this you know whether we are a jnani or, or whatever that's the reality right obviously not forgetting that who who we are right and the other part is that is that uh, you know when you do something you've got to look at sort of what impact on the wider sort of uh, you know setup and uh, so it's kind of you know if you are a grahastha if you're in the grahastha stage of your in the ashrama right in the grahastha ashrama your duties are not just to yourself but to a wider set of people right and you've got to be cognizant of it so that's how i think about Please. it actually it says that,
0: the duties are for everybody else not for yourself
1: yeah i mean yeah ideal is to be nish karma but of course you know at the end of the day we all need to you kind know, it's, of it's, it's a it's a transition right so if you are a grasta to have like a, a goal and work towards it i think that is to me to, in my head, you know, obviously, you know, to say, you know, with Bhagwan Ka Ashirwad and all that is fine, right, and that's important, right? But you've got to do with a goal and with a goal, with a with a view to accomplish that goal, right? Because it is, it, you know, to say, you know, I will just do it, and you know, what will happen will have will happen, is a bit sort of suboptimal in my head.
3: <laughs> so Ajay, I would say, uh, and again, yeah, in this point also, I will defer having that. That adhyatma Chetasa, that I am not this, definitely helps. It
1: uh, it certainly helps. It certainly helps. At least it certainly helps me at at the way I am. But and the way I look at
3: it is that if you look at so so I'm involved with or I'm associated with one ashram, and I've seen the running of that ashram and how they run it. They run it, and the way it is run, their family is much bigger than what our little families are. They don't have even source of income. And how they run it still with the nishta, and you cannot leave it on. So, so, and still they can do it with uh, i mean, they can run that grahasti, you can call it as a grahasti of the brahmacharis. Uh, it is phenomenal. So, I think we do take upon it more than what worry we need to.
1: Perhaps, yeah, you're right, yeah.
3: And they work far more than us. (laughs) So
0: So so it's two minutes past seven thirty. Any last comments on this? Did we cover what we were supposed to cover today, or did we take a diversion? I think, in my view, in my mind, uh, we probably covered it with a quote-unquote mundane question. And uh, you know, if we think that we've not covered it, happy to you know push it off to next week. One, one,
12: One. One comment, I think, uh, I just remember, my Guru, used to say, uh, even if you win the rat race, you you're still, still are a rat, right? Yeah. You just need to recognize that. <laughs> yeah. So that is that is a key, right? Uh, if you want to I mean, you can do everything, but if you, you can win or lose it, but even if you win, you need to recognize you're the rat. So just, just a comment.
3: I think next week, we should start with 35. I think we should spend a little bit more time over 35.
1: Okay, we do it 31 is... and all uh, because I I only heard 30. I haven't read 31 to be honest.
7: Actually, rest we did cover. Yeah, we haven't uh, discussed Arjuna's question and answer. And
3: that is 36. That's 36, but 35 as well. Where it says Vikunapar no? Dharma That one is I think a another key shloka. So so probably we should start with.
0: Thirty-five till end of the chapter, or do till forget. Uh, you know, uh, after that we will have to do a three-minute uh, debrief each one of us. And I know that some of uh, some of you in chapter two, you kind of you know uh, uh, said no that you will not do it. But I'm hoping that you will do your swadharma. Get us on your 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 learning, so we can also learn from you. Okay, cool. So, we will do till 35 to end of the chapter and uh, for, the, for the next week. Okay? So, with that, uh, let's conclude with our prayer. Sorry, we are four minutes over today. Oh, sarve bhavantu sukhinaha, sarve santu niramaya. Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Maka Siddhukh Bhagavavet Om Shanti 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 Sri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om Are you moving on? Enjoy your weekend? See you next week. Hey, thank Bye. you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Yeah.